All right. Welcome to Shoot Me Straight, Dave Fields, Eddie Gallagher. Today we have a really cool guest that our friend Joey has been trying to get us connected with for a while. He's a musician, singer, songwriter as well, I believe, Du Pendleton. Yeah. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Dude, and we don't know any of your background or any of that, and we get to hear you play today also. Yeah. Also, so. I'll probably play a couple of new songs that haven't been recorded. Oh, cool. Just so nice. people have a, you know, some way to watch them again. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Appreciate you coming down, taking the time to be on here. Um, so like Dave said, yeah, we don't we don't know a lot about you. Um, yeah. We usually like to just find out as much as we can about our guests uh, while they're on here. And just, you know, if you want to start where you're from, like sure, where yeah. you were born. Um, born in Alabama, raised in Florida, right on the line. Uh I still live in my granny's old house. I did li- I did live in Nashville for many years in Murfreesboro, chasing the dream and all that. I lived in Panama City for a while, but mostly right here. I even I, I used to live in Miramar for about a couple, uh, about a half a year, a couple years ago. So pretty familiar with all the Gulf Coast from Pensacola to Panama City. I've lived yeah somewhere in those cities yeah. and played all of them. Played over in Louisiana a little bit, but uh, Gulf Coast guy, raised in Florida. I got an old farm house. It's 100 years old. I've been remodeling. I am raising my three kids there and uh, should be divorced soon. Me and the ex-wife are getting along pretty good. She gets me every other weekend and some other times when I'm flying out of town. So all that smoothed out pretty good. Just waiting to release this album and um, writing all the time. I've got a full-time gig here in Sandustin in Baytown at Rum Runners. I've been playing that piano bar for 13 years. Wow. Dang. 13 hours. Yeah, Off been... and on. And even when I lived in Nashville, we would come back for, like, Christmas and whatever, and I'd pick up, like, two or three gigs. And I just played in Pensacola last weekend. But I also have a house gig at Floribama. Did and you uh, – so, like, growing up, obviously, were your parents uh, musicians or, like, uh, of any type? Or how, how did you get into – Yeah. Doing what you're doing. Well, my grand, my grandmother, my mom was 17 when she got married, mm-hmm. and then she had me 10 months later. She makes sure she tells everyone that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, my grandparents grew up uh, around uh, old radio, listened to the Grand Ole Opry. So I kind of got raised old school because both of my parents were the babies. I have a cousin that's at my house right now babysitting for me. She's 60. She's my first cousin. So I, I grew up with everyone being much older and old mindsets, older ways of living, which I love. I'm really thankful for that. But they would all play fiddle and sing and get on the porch. So whatever they'd listen to on the Grand Ole Opry that night, you know, they'd try to play it the next time they all got on the porch. So it came uh, deep in my family heritage. My mom and my cousin Karen would sing like the Judd style music at fairs and stuff in the eighties. And my dad played a guitar in church and both of my grandpas were pastors. So I got stuck on the platform earlier in life and learned how to sing and play the piano. But I really didn't, I didn't learn a real piano until I got like 27 and I started in the dueling piano shows, um, all the stuff with your left hand and things. But, um, music's been around, Part of who I am since I was born. Yeah. Started writing songs when I was little. We would go to a, like, um, we went to school in Munson and we went to Shamukla for like field day against another school. And I would like write little songs about that school and how we were going to beat them. And we'd sing them on the bus. And 
Yeah. I've just been writing songs my whole life. So, so you always had it in you that, you know, to be, did you think when you were younger that, Hey, when I grow up, I'm going to be a musician. I just was already. Mm. I just needed to learn the instruments Mm -hmm. because I would sing and my daughter is the same way. And my two sons and we, I just build that up in them. My daughter, she's just a natural singer just like me, and the baby is he is too. The middle son, he it takes a little more work for him to get it. Uh-huh. But um, we weren't allowed to listen to anything but gospel and country growing up until I was like 13. But my mom, she kept a, um, a side drawer of a couple of tapes. It was Aaron Neville, Chicago, and like Whitney Houston, <laughs> and some other jazz band. So before my parents would get home at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, me and my brothers, we had to... We had a giant farm. We had every animal you could think of back then. And we had a lot of chores. So before they would get home, because we'd get off the bus at like two or three, and they'd be both home after four, after we got on up in age, we'd play those tapes and put them back in mom's drawer before my stepdad and mom got home so we wouldn't get in trouble for listening to anything but Victory and Jesus and George Jones. <laughs> None of the devil's music like Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah. Well, just because it was not in this house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Even though, do you think, yeah, your mom obviously listened to it yeah, on her did. secret off time as well, right? Yeah, and they finally got over it. And, yeah. You know, because <laughs> it turns out my stepdad was like listening to rock, you know, and so some of those other genres didn't come into my life till later. But um and then the piano bar you learn how to play everything. And um it's yeah, I don't know. Music's just always been who I was. You know, I, I remember I remember always like writing a little tune, excuse me, or like thinking of some little rhyme and writing it down and then singing it for somebody and gospel music too. And like my my cousin pastor, he would like preach a sermon. I would write a song about it in the pew, and then go up and play the song I just wrote that matched his sermon. Wow! Like, and not just that, but just anything. Always writing. And I remember like watching Lonesome Dove a thousand times, and just be like, man, I just wish I just want to be a cowboy because we had horses, and I broke a lot of horses with my stepdad back in the day, and um, I just wanted to be simple, but I couldn't because I had to sing. And since I was about 12, you know, my mom or aunt or somebody was sticking me in front of 100 people, and I was singing. Oh, so it just wow. was never an option. Yeah. That's just me. And was it always church? Like, they were, you were up in front in the church choir? Yeah, but not, not, not just church. <clears throat> Festivals, family reunions, bonfire parties. Wow. Um, you know, where you drink a cap full of moonshine when you're a teenager and see somebody in two days afterwards because it's bad you know it's that strong so i mean somewhere between saturday night and sunday morning <laughs> uh, my dad used to play pool every now and then to get money to pay the bills i got a black eye when i was three in a pool hall an accident oh yeah so a lot of church but a lot of bars i've played them all yeah for real yeah <laughs> I've and, played then, a lot of them. and then when you went when you when did you go to nashville I went to Nashville as a teenager. Mom would take me up there, yeah. and I would try out for things. And um, I did this one competition when I was, like, 17. And it was the competition where Leanne Rimes, like, got noticed by someone and then put somewhere else, and then, then she ended up with a deal. And I don't remember her story exactly, but I like her a lot. I still follow her. But it was some thing where we go to this hotel and audition a couple of times, and then they say, oh, come to the Nashville one, and then you do it. But... 
we paid a lot of money, and I, I sing three gospel songs I wrote, and they offered me a gospel deal, uh, but it just didn't work out. And, I mean, I've um, been in a lot of different situations recording-wise, and even last year, and I'm not legally, I can't legally talk about getting out of a contract with a manager or two here, but just depleted me, like, financially. Uh. So I've been around the wrong people. I've been around some good people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so people are like, well, you know, you're getting older and you really haven't made it, but I already made it. Like, I've already made it. Yeah. I've got my house and my kids and I play music. And I think after this next year, this album, I got it and sitting on a record it in Nashville with a bunch of really, you know, talented, semi-famous musicians that all work for the big guys. They all played on my last two albums. I think I just had to wait, you know, Maybe I can maybe I can play bigger shows. Maybe I can have more streams. But I'm not upset about where I'm at in life. I get to live, you know, 45 minutes from the beach. I played New Year's Eve in Nashville, and uh, we had a big show. So I'm, I mean, I'm pretty blessed. Where'd you play at in uh, Nashville on New I Year's Eve? I played at the Grand Hyatt Hotel. Okay. And I brought my kids and my mom, and they stayed on the 22nd floor. And then I played the rooftop bar, and it was like two thousand dollars a reserve table there. Wow. And it was a great big show, and half the half the rooftop is you know uncovered, and you walk outside for the fireworks from downtown. Of course, we were in the thick of it playing. Me and my buddy that produced my last album, my last album, my uh, radio song did get to number forty-two on Billboard, and it was number one on the indie charts for seven weeks. And I mean, I thought that was really cool. Uh, and I, COVID shut down my radio tour. COVID shut down that album's potential, really. But everything happens, and you know I'm still just kicking. How how hard is it like in the to to make your way through getting up in the music industry? That has to be because a lot of it seems like it's kind of just luck too. It's like it just happened this one time. It, it's not necessarily just talent because there's a lot of really talented people that never become super famous and. They may be more talented. I think I could say that sometimes that's their choice. Okay. They don't. And sometimes uh, it's not worth it. And um, even now, because I've got the kids, you know, most of the time, and they go to school, and I take them to school. uh, You know, for me, if I could work out to do some great big tour, like Wednesday through Saturdays, and and then be able to go, because – they don't distract me while I'm on stage if they're in the wings or on the bus. But they're more important than, you know, getting to whatever level. Yeah. Now, I know, and so I, I didn't make it when I was younger and all those years and just tried. I, I went to American Idol like seven times. I went to The Voice. Oh, wow. Like oh, four really? times. <laughs> I, um, I've done all the competitions in the world. I'm wow. serious. I've sang in the subways in New York. Wow. I've... I've went out to Oregon and played in Portland and Pendleton, Oregon, which I love. Can't wait to go back. Wrote a song about Oregon. I really loved it out there. But I don't feel like, you know, I mean, hopefully my bank account will start to match the dream a little more this year. Last year was fine. The year before was good. Every year gets better. Um, Every year I have more opportunities like this to come and share my music. And I got a huge foundation down, um, but... You know, making it, you know, the big yeah. leagues. I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah. So you think is that still like a dream to to make it to the big I leagues? I wanted just... to play on the Grand Ole Opry, and I was yeah. I was this close to playing last year, and the management situation I had ended. I think I can say that legally, and um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still a dream. I think I can still do it. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm only 41. I I don't feel 41. I mean, I'm living pretty healthy compared to my late 20s and 30, early 30s as a dad. But uh, I still know what I'm doing, you know. I can I can get out there and play the biggest show open for anyone. I'm ready. I can yeah. do it tomorrow. I could do it tonight. Yeah. I could do it tonight. So I've played some big shows. I've opened for some big people. I've met some, a lot of artists in different, different ways. And um, I don't feel... You know, like anyone's bigger or smaller than anyone. I feel like we're all just doing our thing here. So what do you think? So in order to play, like like you said, you want to play the Grand Old Opry or do something big, what what steps does it take to get to that level? Like is it one of those? Because I don't know much about the music industry, but it sounds like, you know, sort of listening to you, and I've I've got some other buddies that are in the Hollywood industry, you know, and they're trying to write scripts for movies and, it's almost like the same uh, dynamic where they're like, yeah, like sort of just I'm just waiting for my shot to get this out there. So do you think it's more if you wanted to play the Grand Old Opry or, or some big uh, event like that, is it you reaching out constantly to people like, hey, man, I want to do this? Or is it you sitting back waiting for a call? Oh, uh, it's somewhere between that. I am waiting right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just tying up some things. I'm kind of working on some areas of my life practicing guitar more, trying to get to the, where I want to be, where I look, where I, <coughs> and how each part of each song sounds. So I'm just still working right now. I think it is going to happen. Um, That's good. I was man. on a TV show earlier this year for songwriting, and it's going to be on Netflix in a couple months. And I admit, I kind of showed my ass at the end of it. But I felt, how, felt how do you super think? manipulated and like just... So how do you think you showed your ass at the end of well, it? Well, because... I had the Floribama. I won first place, and the Floribama wanted me to be on it. You know, a couple, not the Floribama, but a couple guys that worked there. And they were like, go on this songwriting show, and I did. And after that, you know, they fed us a bunch of bushwhackers, and I I don't know what I can legally say about all this anyways, but they pulled me off the bus near the garbage can and told me I had an ego, and I was just, like, floored. I couldn't believe they called me off to embarrass me in front of all of my peers that were there still from the night before because it was their – big award show the bammies mm-hmm. and is this all like being filmed while yes. they're telling you this yeah and okay. they just pulled me off the bus randomly after i won first place and they're making us wait for hours to do stuff before we get on a bus and drive for two days to somewhere in georgia to do it again in another place but they like pulled me off and then they wanted me to I, by the way i was the oldest guy by like a lot everyone else was like 19 and 21 Little beautiful kids all writing songs that were really good. Yeah. Really good. And then one uh, girl that was probably 31. So I was like, Dad. But they wanted everybody to run into the ocean. And, like, for $100, I'm like, I don't need the $100 to ruin my $300 boots to run in the ocean and for your TV show. (laughs) Oh, you have an ego. No, I don't. I'm just not 21, and I'm not (laughs) screwing my boots over right now, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And... (laughs) It was just, it was a little much. But You know those shows yeah. do that stuff on purpose. Yeah, they, right? they And I just ate right into it. I could not help it because I, I had to, like, rearrange my whole life for six weeks, 
get my mom's schedule compared to my ex, soon-to-be ex-wife's schedule. School, uh, I mean, I had to plot out everything in my work, and I made this video, and some investors gave me a lot of money so I didn't have to work for, like, six weeks to pay all my bills so I didn't stress. Yeah. And it was just this yeah. big, giant thing I had to do to get all these things just right, and then... You know, they take me across the country, and they're like, we challenge you to play guitar. I'm like, obviously, I'm a piano guy, but I play a little guitar. Uh. Didn't have a guitar. They gave me a really nice guitar. And uh, because of it being a guitar, I had to choose a song that I could play really great on guitar that might not have been a great song lyrically. So they said that was fine. They said, go out here and tell the camera We'll see you next round. You definitely made it, blah, blah, blah. And then they cut me after they told me I made it, and I was just staying in there like I knew this was happening. And so I did do a throwaway song. I did two throwaway songs. I did not yeah. do my best songs because yeah. it seemed a little weird. And because I knew that once we got to a certain place in the show, then they would own every half of everything I performed. And that was, I agreed to that. But so I threw these throwaway songs and before I even got paid from the show, they'd already claimed half of the songs on YouTube rights and all these things. So uh. I was thankful to be cut and thankful for the experience. But at the end, the producer was interviewing me, and I was like, no, I don't think it helped me at all. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, you don't think blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, y'all just drug me across the country, told me I had an ego. And then, you know, I was just like, made me play guitar. I just, I was a little it, tired. And then, then it turns out when I, they flew me home the next day, I had COVID. Oh, and wow. I was, like, extra ill the whole time trying to, like, be as good on this show as I could be. Yeah. And then when I got home, I, I had COVID. <laughs> it was, like. It's a whole different. It's a whole different story when you got three little kids in a yeah. while. And it's, like, okay, I'm not. Yeah. Like, I can't just waste days yeah. like this. And, and they would take the phone away for, like, 14 hours yeah. straight. And I'm just, like, sitting there. I don't know. Uh, I think it's funny. And I'll be on TV. But yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm not mad at it anymore. I was upset that day because I felt like it was such a waste of my time. Yeah, for all the work I had to put into it just to do that for like less than a week, yeah, and man. then get cut on purpose. Yeah. Uh, but the floor Bama loved it, and they were happy I represented, and they treat me really well. And yeah. they've got some some really cool things coming up where they're going to promote me to their XM radio station. And kind of get behind my shows a little more. So Good. they wanted me to do it. I did it. They were happy I did it, even though I got cut. So hey, that's all that matters, man. And you know, at the end of the day, I, I have I have some buddies that went and did. Uh, they're currently doing some reality TV. Uh, they're obviously military based, right? And you know, they I've talked to them about it. And yeah, each show they manipulate the people that are involved. They cause drama. They want to see drama and one of my buddies had sort of an instance like you're talking about where they tricked him and embarrassed him yeah. on live TV. And yeah. so he called me and was like really upset, you know, because he's like, dude, my reputation, you know, everything is going to be ruined because of yeah. this. And here's the, here's what I told him at the end of the day, man. I'm like, there's all, all press is good press. It doesn't matter, dude. I'm like, and yeah, they might portray you, a certain way, like for one episode or, or whatever, but you know who you are, you know what your reputation is. And like for you, you know, your skills, you know how good you are. It sounds like Floribama knows how good you yeah. are and they're happy yeah. with it. That's all that matters at the end of the day. And you know, they can sit like the Netflix or whatever 
you know, series, um, they'll, they'll put out what they want to put out we'll to sell. Exactly. They'll edit how they want to edit. At the end of the day, you just stand on your own morals and your own, your, your own values and who you are and that it'll pay off dividends. And like I said, even all press is good press. They can put that out. Somebody is going to be like, they're going to look past that drama, but see you play and be like, yeah. this dude is talented. Like yeah. he's got I talent. Think so. Yeah. I think dude, it, I that's wish how I had it works. People forget exactly the way. Yeah, they will. But yeah. I came home and told everyone that, you know, around me what happened. So, I mean, I'm not embarrassed. It's just part of life. It is. It's and not it's, like I haven't done worse things. <laughs> exactly. So, this just happened to be filmed. filmed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's a growth experience, man. Yeah. As long as you learn to get past that. Um, oh, they played me. Yeah. Totally. That's all right. Because they were like, they didn't even, it was just, I think it was all supposed to happen that way. And uh, Floribama's happy, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So what what's the so growing up on a farm and yeah. gospel and country gospel and country yeah. primarily and with then, a little bit of R and B in there hidden okay yeah right. and then like the soul stuff there is something with the Grand Old Opry that I think I gotta play it I, I think I, I I'm from you're from the north I'm from West Texas not from anywhere yeah Eddie's <laughs> from Canada <All> over. yeah <laughs> no nah, and I'm. Like I, I don't, I just don't understand the context of it. But like, if you're from the deep south, like the Grand Old Opry is just yeah. like a, it's iconic. Yeah, it's giant. It's it's like, the you only call it place like the I pinnacle? really want. I mean, of course, I want to play Red Rocks. Or, you know, I mean, of course, I want to sure. play, like, open up for some big person in New York. But I can handle the biggest stadium. I've I've played for twenty thousand, thirty thousand people. Wow. I love it. I can get them going. Uh, that's where I'm supposed to be. But the Grand Old Opry is just kind of sacred yeah yeah it's, it's musically and just because the connection to the older generations that i was kind of raised by skip i mean i got to skip back even my children being raised in my old house now i kind of give them that old school version of life mm-hmm. compared to i mean we do have ipads and we watch tv and cartoons and we have the boys are obsessed with legos but we get outside and we walk in the woods like my granny walked with me. We have one wheels. We take the one wheels now. But uh, we, I give them an old school raisin. The Grand Ole Opry is just something that I've always wanted to do. I'm good enough to do it. I think I should do it. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, I can't stop thinking about it. It's like the history, too, behind it. Um, I don't know. It, it, like, I see that a There's lot. so many people in my community. Yeah. It's sort of like the pinnacle it is for, for down for here yeah for you yeah well i think you know you you sound like you're still motivated like that's yeah. part of your dream and what I else think, am i doing hey if you but that's good you have still have that dream something to work towards right yeah. um like say and you can look at it it might be frustrating right now you're like dude I've, I've been wanting to do this for years but you're still working towards it i always look at the bright side and you know because i always try to find the silver lining and everything right. and like Say you played the Grand Old Opry two years ago, and now you're just you're still you're back playing at Run Runners or whatever. You're doing your thing. You what would you be working towards now? Well, no, I think that once I play it, they're going to invite me back. Yeah, and I want to play it a lot. Okay. Yeah. See, if you get in decent and like they have a good you know experience, they'll have you back. Yeah. And um, I've seen a lot of folks that. I have friends that have played the Grand Ole Opry, people at my level, and maybe they're higher because they played the Grand Ole Opry. 
but people in my circles in Nashville and even at the Floribama, because the Floribama is kind of like Nashville on the beach. Okay. You never know who's going to be in there. I've had all kinds of famous people be at the show. Even here in Destin, like Kane Brown was at the piano bar a while back because he has a place on the golf course, and you never know who's going to be over there in yeah. Floribama for real, though. But uh, if they can do it, I can do it. Oh, you know for sure. I guess what I was trying to say is you you still have a dream that you're trying to achieve, and I think a lot of people, especially our age, you know, I'm in my 40s, like they are sort of stuck in the rut in life where it's like this is what I'm doing, yeah. and it's just, you know, over and over and over, and there's no – they're not trying to achieve something big, which yeah. you still have that in you, and yeah. I think that's that's awesome to yeah. be able to still be striving for something yeah. in, in your 40s. I still got to build a barn, too. Yeah. I tore down the old one. I got to build a new one. <laughs> I got a bunch of plans, and I got little kids. Yeah, so. which makes it tough. Well, but, it, make, it makes it easier for me mentally. Like, what? I don't have an option to keep but keep dreaming. Yeah, yeah. Does uh, uh, who has like been one of your most inspirational artists? Um, it's changed through the years, different different times of life. You can look back. I can look back on my albums and hear influences from different artists in subtle ways. I really tried to. When I was younger, I thought about five or six artists I really liked. I learned all their songs. I learned how to sing each of them. And some of them would, would probably sound silly if I mentioned them, but I mean, Keith Whitley, when I was really little, country, just storytelling. And then I was like Elton John, Garth Brooks. And then this sounds crazy, but I was like Mariah Carey because I really wanted to be able to sing high yeah. and I can sing low and I can sing like way up here on the falsetto stuff like Chris Stapleton merged with Prince. And so... <laughs> Um, Chris Stapleton sings higher than me, and and he has his own little world there that I really love. But um, so I, it's always changed. When Stapleton came out, I ate up everything he put out. I'm still like you know listening to everything grass. he's got. Uh, probably 20 years ago, I was obsessed with Gavin DeGraw. You know, no, 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 no. Learn all of his stuff. Mm -hmm. Had to learn Elton John for work. I did go see him live. You know, and he was good. Uh, I think older country is just here. And then, so the gospel thing, mm -hmm. half of our church was black folks, half of our church was white folks. And then we had probably a fluctuating 20 to 30% Hispanic folks. And so I would, we played music for everybody. We mixed it all together. We threw down and we took it old school. And then I translated songs into Spanish. Wow. For church and um so i don't know i think wow yeah well you got such a culture behind like considering i was raised in the in the back of a field in north santa rosa county yeah <laughs> <laughs> seriously wow. yeah but no that's awesome yeah what i love is when someone has just such a pat and has had a passion about something since they were little yeah and to see them go through trials and struggle, and, a lot of and those. it just stays, and they continue on. Yeah, little big town wasn't didn't didn't really make it till they were together eighteen years. Wow, they played eighteen years before they really made it. Wow, so I'm getting close to that, <laughs> <laughs> and not just the other stuff I've done, but like my own music. So, you ever play in bands? 
Yeah, before. and I have a band. I have band members that play with me at different spots. A fiddle player, a couple guitar players, a couple drummers that I use. My bass player lives about four miles that way. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, and then the dueling piano shows, I play all over the country. But I've played in Vegas. I've, I've been lucky enough to be friends with the owners of a couple of the establishments, and they're like my buddies that they'll have me out. Awesome. But um, I was supposed to go to Cleveland next month and play up there at a dueling piano show, but I'm just going to wait till it's not as cold. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind the cold. I, I don't mind it, but... I spent two winters in North Dakota, and you have to say it that way, or they hit you. Dakota, had <laughs> some tough people. North up there. Dakota, but yeah. I loved it up there, and it was just ice world. But yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of the winter. You can keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I can manage with it. You know, I got a red beard. I think I was meant for it. But well, same, but I'm still. I don't miss it. I prefer I it here in, in Indiana. Florida. Yeah. I can travel. You know, I just live here though. Wow, I'm so anxious to hear you sing now. But like, well, uh, now I don't even know what I'm going <laughs> to sing. I think I'll sing my new songs still. Mariah Carey. I want to hear you sing Mariah Carey song. Sing Mariah <laughs> but I did learn how to do falsetto from her and Mama's uh, Whitney Houston and Chicago tapes and Aaron Neville. What's your fi- favorite Mariah Carey song? I don't. Fantasy, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. The OD, old with ODB. Old school. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, she's one of the top. I mean, I think of like throughout the generation, it's yeah, like Celine Dion, yeah, Mariah Carey, Whitney one. Houston. Yeah, my stepmom. So she, my stepmom, uh, she was obsessed with Celine Dion, and we would go every Saturday night down to the mall. And back then, the mall would stay open until like two in the morning. Like the mall would close, and then Dillard's or wherever it was would stay open another two hours. So we would go down there, and my dad would just stay in the car after so long, and we would just be blasted with Celine Dion for the two-hour trip back every Saturday and then have to get up really early for church the next morning after being blasted with Celine Dion most of the night or Kenny G is what she liked. But Merle Haggard, George Jones, that's what I was raised on, you know. Keith Whitley, Travis Tritt, Vince Gill. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. You want to play some tunes? I want to hear it. (laughs) Let's see what I can sing Tried to warm up on the way here. Yeah. So I was in Nashville probably in November, and me and my buddy was riding one of them um, bird scooters because I didn't want to wait for a cab or Uber, and I like riding them through town. Mm-hmm. It's fun. But we went to get a haircut in the Gulch. Oh, I don't know if we have to move this. Was this loud enough? Here, we can... Uh... Yeah. Sorry. And uh, we were riding the skirt of the scooters uh, through Music Row over to the Gulch to get a haircut to avoid downtown. We were on Broadway, but um, came down to the hill. And if you've ever been to Music Row, it's got a bunch of old little houses that are like two-story and newer buildings too. But there was this giant picture of Jelly Roll. And we, me and my buddy Ryan, he went with me, and we were talking about everything that morning about my career and, you know, at that moment, I was a little discouraged, just kind of over it. At that morning, I was kind of just over it. And we pulled up to the stop sign, and this giant picture of Jelly Roll's number one song, whatever it was, and he's like, you're going to be as big as him one day. And I was like, dude, I've been working out. And I was, and he was, no, no, like, he's like, your career. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I was like, and I literally said, I think I'll tap out. And I'm just kind of over it at the moment. 
and I wrote this song on a bird scooter in Nashville Music Row, headed to the Gulch to get a haircut. And I finished it uh, about a week later, and it turned into a breakup song, but it's not like sad, it's just kind of like a moving breakup song. That's my last one. You uh, sound recently. that good, just improv live, like playing piano too. Yeah, that was Jeez. legit. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man, I love that song. Though. You wrote feels that. good. Yeah, I wrote that. How long did it take you to write that? I wrote the chorus on the bird, 
and stopped again and put it in my phone. And then I kind of worked on it that night after the show we went to. And then when I got home, I finished it up. And um, it took like another day or two to get that bridge because I've changed it a good bit. But I just thought about, you know, you're out trying to party. Your friends are trying to cheer you up downtown Nashville going bar to bar to bar to bar. And you're just like, you know, your friends are trying when they say it's another round. I think I'll, you know, about to lay it down. Yeah. They got to tap out. There's just like at a certain point, there's no using a drink anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's not helping. <laughs> You're drunk enough. Uh, this is what the song's about. Uh, and I just imagine being like in um, Whiskey Row or somewhere and just, you know, seeing that person. Uh, like uh, this girl at the floor band that I'm now singing with looks like the a different version of my ex-wife. Yeah. And when we first started playing together and stuff, I was like, oh, you know, because they same hair, same height. So I just thought, oh, you know, just see that person everywhere and every song makes you think about it. I'm past that point, but I could remember back. So I wanted to throw that in. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be sad. I just wanted it to be like real, you know, and the more you drink, the more you think about them. So I was like, just tap out, bro. Stop. <laughs> it did take me. Let How long would it take you to write a song? <laughs> oh, dude. I don't even. Yeah. Forever. I'm more of a hip hop artist. Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was awesome, wow, man. Thanks, Appreciate guys. it. Thanks, Joey. Let's get, get me some, over here, bro. Let's get some more. Dude, okay. so uh, what's one of your favorite covers to sing? And covers? Yeah. Um, or what's or or one of your original ones? I can do let's a get cover a few. if you want. Um, let's see. Is that coming through? I don't know. I always do that live, though. I know it ain't all that labor you should probably leave. I recognize that look in your eyes and you should probably leave. That's one of my favorite covers I've been doing a lot lately. Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Anything that's real. Like, I've sang all these songs so many times, I can't do it like the album. And unless I'm with a band where you're like specifically, like at a casino, we have to sing Jesse's Girl, just like the album or something. Like, if they hire you for that, or if we're doing a wedding. But otherwise, I just kind of remix everything. Yeah. That's to my best. own flavor. Otherwise, I get bored. You can only sing, you know, Elton John the same way so many times. Pack my bags last night, we fly. Zoo hours, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high, high. I'll like yeah. break in the beatbox and just to mix it up and <laughs> doom, 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 doom. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I can't sing it normal anymore. Oh my <laughs> I've done goodness. it too many times. That's 
Dude, so good. Uh, dude, so I wanna I wanna get I wanna get as well several songs on here, but like, is there anything you can play from your upcoming album, or do you need to keep that? Sure, no, I'd love to. Yeah, I've I've, I've got some of the stuff out there. Um, and people just find you on Apple Music. Yeah, and all that? Okay. Apple Music, uh, Spotify, wherever. Okay, everywhere good. music is at. Okay. Um. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. You did. Appreciate you. Let's go back up here and listen. Yeah. So I wrote this song. I had this idea for, I had this idea of like in a relationship, this is the last time again. Because there's so many times where you say, this is the last time, you know, I'm putting up this or this is the last time that's happening. And then it happens again and again and again. So I finally got in my head. Next time's the last time. Again, it's the last time again, and then it's going to be over with. So I had this, like, this is the last time in my head, and I took it to some buddies, um, Austin Foreman and Bobby. Uh, they, He's got a song out, uh, Take Me Back to the 90s. It's doing really cool. Radio stations are picking it up everywhere, and I think they're going to have a really good success with it and they wrote this song with me so that's you know just another yeah. another part of the foundation being laid 100%. and i really um the, the, the guys are talented and that's why i took this idea to them because they just helped me knock out the verses with the ideas i had this it's one of the sillier ones because i really just kind of go all out it wasn't necessarily personal everything i said in this song i took what i experienced and then just Ran with it. Yeah, got it. So, and, and we did all, all three of us did that. This will be the first uh, single coming out, though, on the next album. Hopefully this spring. Someone told me you were sorry. Hell, I already knew that. Where you did me, they can all see Why I'm never taking you back See, we've been down this road, almost lost my soul It's easier said than done Cause what you need Last time for the last time again. I've been drinking on the weekends, still make it on Sunday morning. I ain't perfect, but I'm working on getting good at getting gone. See, we've been down this road and it's taking this toll. It's easier said than done Cause what you need Ain't what I want Let go Hanging on I'm tired of playing games I can't win This is the last time For the last time again And the longer I'm away from you, better I get 
what you need Ain't what I want Let go Hang it on I'm tired of playing games I can't win This is the last time For the last time Again Oh, this is the last time for the last time again last time baby dude that's dude. incredible and that's the song I keep dreaming about singing on the opera like at the end of it oh this is the last time for the last time again and then you know guitar and I just think it's like the perfect ending to a song that you sang at the Grand Ole Opry like they'll get it you know Dude. that's what I want to do that one how come you haven't I don't know Dude, let's you, make it I don't a, know it's don't not know. talent <laughs> I'll tell you that I mean thank you. oh my goodness thank you bro I mean, there's no, there's, this is just raw. You That's singing and playing. I'll You're, send you the album. Yeah, but like when you hear something on the radio, I mean, it's been doctored up yeah. and all this stuff. This is just you acoustic, like mm -hmm. off the cuff on a morning. Sing, you know, like you're, in, man. Thank you, bro. Yeah, no, it's real stuff. It's just, you know, um, I think I learned how to just embrace the song. I've written not great songs. Sure. So you finish them, get them out of your system, and then you throw them away yeah. and never talk about them again. Yeah. But, you know, however it comes out, you know, edit it, get with good people to make it sound right. Um, but songs come out all the time. I, don't, I was writing a song last night. I wrote a song. I mean, I write a song about whatever inspires. And a lot of times it feels like they're just floating around and I can just grab onto it and or they're just building up and they got to come out yeah so and of course i could sit down and just if you said oh write a song about whatever and we could write a song about whatever sure people give me their journals and i'll take their words uh, and move the words around in their journal and make a song like uh, i don't know interesting it's just what i got going on <laughs> You, your your style is almost uh how would you describe it? like soul like uh well, I kind of, I kind of pinned the phrase "hippie redneck gospel love," <laughs> and uh, people seem to like it, and it kind of encompasses all this, the work I've put out uh, and shows. Even like I've got my song "Might as Well Be Me" and and even on a Wednesday, super hippie. I wrote I wrote on a Wednesday a long time ago to my brother, and it's like uh, probably my most popular song, but. On a Wednesday, if the feeling's right, we get drunk. On a Monday, even when the money's tight, we don't need no excuses. Doing it right. Like, all kinds yeah. of vibes. You know, that was a campfire song that I finished up. We were down in the field, like, um, cutting up an old trailer to haul off for cash to buy his kids diapers and milk and to get some beer and pay the light bill. Like that was, <laughs> that was the priorities. Yeah. 
So my grandpa, he didn't leave us much. He, I mean, he did. My grandparents left me their house and half of the property, um, and my mom the other half, and her house is up here. But he didn't leave us much. But he did have a field full of metal and trash stuff that could be broken down and hauled off for junk. And we made thousands and thousands of dollars from the junk he piled up in the left side of the field. So when we were broke, go look in the field. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cut up some truck, some trailer, just metal everywhere. Wow. Uh, One time we had to cut up a bunch of metal for me to go audition in Atlanta for American Idol, and I didn't make it past the second round. But we, like, my brothers, they all helped me, like, cut up metal and haul it off just to get the gas money. What a crazy I mean, my whole family has been supportive the whole time. They all sing and play a little bit, but my brothers both had kids early on. I have a niece and a nephew that's 19. And then I've got a two-year-old, you know, a four-year-old now. So it just it's different. Mm. So they had to do that, and I I was the one that got to keep on pursuing music because I had children in my 30s. Yeah. You know, and... um, my family's helped out a lot, but uh, wow. songs for them, songs for ex-girlfriends, and, of course, the ex-wife, soon to be. I've read a thousand songs about her. Yeah. Um, it, here's one of the ones. I want to hear, uh, <coughs> like, a good gospel song gospel? that you had. Um Well, this one's this is on my last album. It's online and everywhere you have music. It's called Catch Up Tomorrow. And I play it at funerals, and it's a gospel song per se. It's not really the. I've already got two other country albums written. I've got this little EP I've kind of just put together in the last six months that we're going to record at the end of the month in Fort Walton and then send to Nashville for drums and mastering. Uh-huh. But I've also got this giant gospel album, like Throwdown, Kirk Franklin meets Chris Stapleton with the Prince guitar with a lot of organ and a, a choir on everything. Okay. I'm not doing that today, okay. but I can't wait to record that in Memphis, and I, I've got it lined up. Okay, it's just I got to get through these other albums, then we're going to go to Memphis. Okay, and we're going to record an epic, big Elvisy inspired kind of moment. But this one is too a little bit. Um, my dear Aunt Martha had passed away, and we had visited her in North Alabama a bunch, and then my brother's brother-in-law passed away. And then my mom got really sick and had to have crazy back surgery, and she was just, like, on the verge. And I prayed, and I said, you know, you can't take her, God. <laughs> I need her for a while longer. And she survived. And But between my aunt and my brother's brother-in-law, who we grew up with, he was like my brother, too. Between those two people and then my mom almost, this song just poured out. If today was the last time the wind blew through your hair And today was the last time I saw your smile If the path we
harder Don't work yourself at a grave And don't worry I'll catch up with you tomorrow If today was the last time I walked in the sun with you And today was the last time I saw your eyes All the stories you told They will never, never grow old Don't worry, I'll catch up with you Now that's an album that's already out. That's out. It's on uh, all the platforms. Catch up tomorrow. Okay. It's a cool. Uh, I, I, we we did this photo shoot in Nashville, where it's all black, and I'm standing here, and the photographer Anna, I can't remember her last name, starts with a K. She's like, "I'm gonna put the light behind you," and I was like, Ugh. "But it looks like like a spirit or the sun or uh, something." I'll show you the picture. Nice. And it looks like it's just right behind me. Um. I've put out a bunch of singles, and um, that one's well-received. I mean, I think people can um, understand it, you know? Yeah. Catch up oh, tomorrow. yeah, cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I uh, I performed it at a couple different close friends, uh, family funerals. and. Hey, let me ask this. And sure. in, in, in this is, uh, like, I was thinking this earlier but now after, especially after hearing you sing, how, like, I get that, the, you know, like, Taylor Swift's probably the most popular singer over the last five years. She's not the most talented. Yeah, she's, right? she's like, got all the stuff that she's got going on that works, though. So. Yeah, and, and it's like, it seems like it's this combination of, like, the right agents and all the behind scenes that stuff I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know about, but, like, but... But the most talented musicians, a lot of times, are not necessarily the most, like, house, how are you not a household name? Like, how well, have you Well, I don't know. But I, I don't, you know, earlier in life, I really wanted all that. Like, I need, you know, to make it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I didn't go through with a lot of things in yeah. life. I'm glad that I am not in other places that I could be musically. Yeah. Um, because of situations that would have came from that, yeah. uh, those decisions. I have went through some legal battles with sure. management people and 
yeah. radio promotion people and certain things. And uh, I don't like to be completely controlled, uh, sure. especially when it comes to what I'm doing. I'm okay. The a company that I work with didn't put me here yeah. and didn't give me this idea for a song and didn't help sure. me write it. Yeah. And I'm not here to try to, you know, blanket the earth. I'm yeah. just here to try to be original yeah. and be authentic. You're a creative. You're, and you're, I'm never going to stop that. Yeah. I do want to play bigger shows and I want to play the Grand Ole Opry. But sure. there's just, I'm not, I'm not down to go on tour for six months with, and yeah. leave my kids. It's not for worth sure. it. For I sure. don't care. Yeah, for sure. If they can't go with me and if it's not kosher and if it's not a, you know, safe enough, cool enough environment that they could go possibly, and not the whole time, but I, I can't be away from them. I'm their rock. Yeah. They're my, they're my greatest treasure. Yeah. I know that sounds cr like dorky, but I just don't care about that either. Yeah. Um, yeah some guys in Nashville were like, you know, kind of make fun of me about that. I'm like, I don't want it as bad as you. I don't need it. Yeah. I got a lot of other things that make me happy and fulfilled. Yeah. I do think I can do it still, though. You know, hundred. Well, do you think some is like, I know me in my early, like my 20s, I don't, like I, it would have been bad for me. Yeah. To to, be like if I had a gift like I yours, it up. I wouldn't have been ready for it. Yeah. Do you feel like now you're like, okay, like all the life experience and stuff, it's good that I didn't. Billy Joel it. really didn't make it till he was 42. Like, you know, yeah. uh, Elton John was not too old, but like even what's his name? Um, Rena that I think that's his last name that is like arrow in the MCU. He was okay. 42. Okay. When he got his first big break. Yeah. I'm not worried about an age. I'm not worried about all this time. I, a lot of cultures teach that like a man's not even a man till he's 40. Yeah. Like until you hit 40, you can't even really understand what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like an example is Moses was 40, you know, when he, anyways, uh, I'm not worried about that. I feel young. I feel healthy. I'm going to be even better at that this yeah. year and the coming years. So, I mean, I started writing this song the other day. If I never play the Grand Ole Opry, if I never, you know, something like that and on the radio and I say all these different uh, scenarios and then the chorus is like, but as long as I make the choir in heaven ah. and as long as I got my kids at the end of the day. Have you finished the song? No, but oh. it's, it really is kind of like all the hairs on my body stood up when I hit that chorus. So I'm just waiting to get through a couple more legal scenarios and uh, put some things to rest. Yeah. Keep working on my body. Keep working on my voice. Yeah. Because I don't think I've hit the potential still yet. Honestly, Whew. I've learned some things in the last three years that I never was doing 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, how to push out in a different way without going head voice. I, as long as I don't over sing, like sometimes I have to play like 17 nights in a row. To pay the bills. Sure. So as long as I don't overdo that, I'm learning to let go of playing so much, learning to say no to a lot of money if it's too much on my body. Yeah. Or away from my children. I'm really paving my own path here. Yeah. I'm not worried about the standards. And honestly, with TikTok and stuff like that, my really close friends I told you about, they're blowing up that song right now. And uh -huh. I think it's going to take them to the next level probably I'm always like one person away from somebody. I've met sure. I've met a lot of people that can do stuff. I'm not worried about it. I just I feel pretty happy with where I'm at. I'd be excited. Yeah. Like like I think there the yeah, I just never but like that TV show reminded me <laughs> to just not just just keep doing what you're doing and not 
really put all your hope in one thing besides God. You know, we say this a lot um, around here. It's like, you know, I've been I've been more successful than I ever thought I would be. Um, Eddie's had an incredible career that he never thought he would, never thought he'd be like a public figure yeah. in a sense. But like, like I, I think of the the biggest flex nowadays isn't like, hey, look, I multimillionaire, blah blah. Yeah. blah. It's like the biggest flex, like control of your time, yes. freedom of your time. Yeah. Like, what's the price on that? Being able to do the things that you love. Yeah. You know, sure. and so like, pay your own path. I love, I love that. Yeah, I definitely am. I think I've got. But I do want to get you to to the Grand Ole Opry. Yes, and I do want to like. I'm already thinking. Hey, let's turn off the cameras and let's finish that song so that we like. I want to hear that song. Dude, it's I got it in my phone. Oh, I will, it's gonna um, be good. I I've want you to finish it. But I've like, got to finish this. I got to write the second verse. Okay. But it's been. It's kind of been on my heart. And I and honestly, like f- five years ago, I wrote this super patriotic song that I felt dorky about because uh-huh. I love America. You know, I love. Sure. And I've I've voted for both sides all through the years. I'm not like one side. I'm just I put it away though. I decided yeah. that I don't want to be known for that. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a bad song, but it's super like um polarizing probably. Yeah. So I put that away. I I've been pretty conscious about what I'm releasing. Yeah. And I haven't released anything in years. Yeah. Because I just want to... Your song's really more about just love of this America. This song is... Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. I It still might come back. I've rewritten the verses a lot. Yeah. I've made them less stinging. Um, <laughs> I think. But, but it I, doesn't matter what it is. Someone, like, people will take it. They'll take it one Because way. I'm, I'm, you know, despite the way I was raised, I went out there. Yeah. Like, and as a, I mean, Key West, New York... Nashville for years and years and years. Um, because of music, it opened doors to all kinds of ideas and everyone's ideas. And I'm, you know, I don't judge anybody for anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty chill about, you know, as long as you're not hurting a kid or something. Yeah. Hundred you know? percent. I don't care. You know. Um, yeah. Musically, though, I think it's important for me to be able to just say no, not doing this, no. Not doing this, uh, and now it's like I've made it this far. Sure. You know, I've made it this far in life. Why am I going to let someone completely come in just for some money and tell me everything to do all day? Not doing it. Yeah, not doing for sure. It. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be fine so. with what I've got, but I do have those dreams still. You know, but man, I've, you 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 are you're incredibly talented, Thank man. You, like, and I'm 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 actually really shocked. Joey was telling us <laughs> it's like you got to have this guy on. Like, he's an unbelievable singer, you know. Thank and you. I thought, okay, yeah, he probably is, but I didn't expect. Thank you, brother. How good you are! How good you are! I, in my head, I'm like, how have I not heard heard him before? I've got um, I've got a decent uh, amount of followers here and there. Have you ever had a song on the radio? Yeah, might as well be me. I'll sing it for you. Okay. I'm not sure if I can hit the really high note this morning, but it got up to number 42 on Billboard Country Charts. Wow. Yeah, and it was number one, like I said, for seven weeks on indie, true indie charts for America. Okay. And every week it came back, and they said, oh, you're number one still. I was like, you know. Yeah. And um, it has, it's had effects. I do get paid every month for my streams. It, okay. it used to be more, like three years ago when I was out there actively on radio. Um, but it... It's done me pretty well. I wrote it in about five minutes on the way to work. 
好啊。I wanna drive till I don't see no city lights. I wanna get higher than never star in the sky. I wanna come home to everybody I know. Ways when they go by. So if you wanna smoke, smoke. Hey, roll a fat one, and if you gonna drink, drink, drink. Yeah, pass me one. If you wanna pray, Lord knows we get on our knees. If you gonna love somebody, might as well be me. Hey. I wanna get lost and look in your eyes. I wanna be town. I love you just right. I wanna come home. You every night, baby. You know I try. So if you wanna smoke, smoke. Roll a fat one, and if we gonna drink, drink, drink. Yeah, pass me one. If you wanna breathe, oh, get on our knees. Gonna love somebody. It might as well be me. Hey. And anyways, and then break it down, and I get everybody clapping on it. But oh, that's the one that that's my only radio song so far. Incredible, man. Thanks, man. Incredible. It goes to a core, a bridge, and breaks down. But uh, I, I do have a song. I didn't want to put it on the album because it was just so cliche. It's called "Hand Me a Beer." And we did a really cool music video out on Crab Island with like five pontoons. Oh, cool. And I didn't bring like attractive people. My manager was like, <laughs> you have nobody hot in this video besides you and your wife. I'm like, I'm not even hot. I'm just, I'm just here. <laughs> and I didn't care. I let all my like super fans that came to my shows the most come on the boats for free. Oh, wow. And we shot this really fun video uh, doing like jumping off the boats and yeah. playing around the water. And <laughs> Aloha Reynolds gave us the boats for free. Could have just brought Joey and had him take a shot. Yeah, Joey, next one. No, <laughs> no, but the next beach. So I do have another beach song, and I'm going to release it this year, hopefully. And it's called Beach Town. And that's why I'm, like, not drinking this year to help just uh, kickstart the workout. I've been, I've been, like, lazily dirty bulking for two years. Like, just okay. <laughs> really not. Just, but I'm working out. I'm working out five days a week, no matter hey, cool. what. Just I was drinking like a fish and eating like a loser. And uh, so I'm really Drinking happy. like to, a musician. Yeah. <laughs> well, late night, because I'm like starving to death by after eight hours of driving and playing a show. Uh-huh. And then you're like, God, Whataburger and, yeah, or Waffle sure. House to sure. help me drive two hours more home, you know? Yeah, for so sure. I've been able to s- switch all that up again. But I, because I, I want to ride my one wheel with a bunch of my friends and my kids are all really good on their one wheels. It's like a, you know what it is? Like a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. One. Also, I got mine in the truck. You yeah. want to try it out? I do. I'll do it after this. All right, cool. And um, anyways, I have an idea for how I want to do the show, and I just want to be in the best shape mentally and physically when I release this and because I'm going to put a lot of money into the music video. And we're going to shoot in Panama City. We're going to shoot it at the Floribama and um, in Destin again. I'll sing that song for you if you want. Yeah, 
So it's way cooler with the guitars and down, down, down. But here we go. Yeah. Let me make sure I'm in the right. Because for years I'd be like, I'll, I'll be, I'll start a show. I'm like, how many people don't have to go to work tomorrow? And they're like, you know, everyone loves that crap. Yeah. I love not that too, but uh, my job's pretty fun normally. You know, I'm not mad about my job. I only drink at work, by the way. So I don't keep alcohol at my house. I don't drink anywhere because I, if I want to, it's at work. So, but happy to be on the wagon again. So I would ask folks that. So I had to put it in a song. I ain't gotta go to work tomorrow. I ain't gotta go to bed till the sun comes up. Y'all raise your cups up. I ain't gotta worry about nothing right now. There's nothing right now I can do about anything anyhow. So nothing's gonna get me down. I ain't gotta do nothing I don't wanna do. And all I wanna do is get to loving on you and that view. From a pontoon on Crab Island, that on sound. The sunglasses with a pretty smile. Hair in the wind, windows down. Headed out, clocks out. In a beach town. Spend a hundred dollars at the dollar store We got everything we need and just a little bit more Baby, I want a little bit more I promise no fast, no jealousy tonight I know you've been waiting a long, long time for that view In the redneck Riviera, that old song Your sunglasses with a pretty smile Hair in the wind, windows down Headed out, clouds out in a beach town Baby, why don't you say We just stay On every day I can see you in that view Headed out to the floor of Bama That old song your sunglasses, pretty smile, hair in the wind, windows down, headed out, clouds out, in a beach town. Yeah, that's how we roll, that's how it goes down. No first, I'm in love. I ain't gotta go to work tomorrow. I ain't gotta go to bed till the sun comes up. Y'all raise your cups up. So man. can you imagine like the crowd? So, but I, that is in the song. Raise your cups up. Oh my gosh, so good. It was wow. like, don't be Florida Georgia Line. Don't be Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> of course, I love Brian Kelly a lot. Yeah, He's really cool. And the other guy's cool too. I can't think of his name. Yeah, do you know BK? I haven't met him. I've seen him. I was playing uh, at Shuck Gully one day, and he just walked by. Yeah. And like that same week, Dina Carter was randomly there in the back. Yeah. So I did the male version of, I was working through college on her grandpa's farm. Like I switched it yeah. around and she loved it. And then everyone realized she was there and she got embarrassed and waved everybody and then left. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I've seen him a couple times. I follow him on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I want to check out his burger place he got. Yeah. He's a good, he's, he's a great dude. Yeah. I think he's cool. Have, have you got to meet Chris Stapleton? He lives here too. I have not met him. Mm. I um, would love to, you know. Yeah. I worked with some people that worked with him when he first came to town, and we had some good things going about recording on Music Row. 
and I took some bad advice from this label in uh, the UK, and they wanted me to record some cover songs, and then I did that, and they were supposed to pay me, and they never paid me, and I put all this money into these cover songs and music videos, and then Music Row was like, well, you should really be recording your songs, mm -hmm. and that kind of fizzled that out, but they that was the closest I've ever been to Stapleton. Yeah. I, you know, hopefully I'll meet him. That'd be cool. I mean, yeah. I think we could... Do something cool, you know. He's probably so busy and has has at this point now probably worked with a lot of people because he's in high demand. But For sure. you know, hopefully, I'd love to you know meet him and yeah. if I can write a song with him, that'd be really badass. Who, who would be the coolest person to like write a song with? Him, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I really love Jamie Johnson. He's really <laughs> slow and helps, you know things yeah. like that. I'd love to write a song with maybe maybe. Um, Maybe Gavin DeGraw. I think we could make something cool. You know what's really silly? The other day on CMT, whatever award show that was um, a while back, like Patti LaBelle was on there, and she's 79 singing her tushy off just. So I've looked up that song, and I thought, I don't know why I like this. It's two steps away. It's really kind of a, you know, love song you know, she wrote it with some folks, and it's totally her, but, like, vocally, it's just, like, nuts, because I like all that vocal kind of, um, what uh, what is it, like, um, acrobatical vocals, like, they just up and down, up and down, and she does all this crazy, ah, and then, ah, and just these yeah. notes, so, like, I don't know if she, what part she wrote of that, but I had a crazy dream, like, two weeks ago that, my brothers were with me and my mom and my kids and some friends. And we met Patty LaBelle on top of a mountain and she gave me a spaceship. And it's like, in my mind, I was like, oh, I should cover Patty LaBelle and put it online. And after I did, the spaceship took off and then it was just like concert, concert, concert oh. in my brain. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of silly, but I do like her. I don't know if we could write a song together. She's like 79. Um, yeah. Stapleton. You could, you could cover it. I think I have to now. Yeah. I think I have to. Why would I have that weird dream about Patty LaBelle literally giving me like this spaceship? Yeah. So out we'll of see. out of like all the artists that, that you've looked up to that inspired you, what like what's one of your favorite covers to do? Well, I don't think I've mentioned Vince Gill and Keith Whitley enough because they really were my first two like total I knew everything, and Travis Tritt, I knew everything they did. I put out everything. That, any of those guys, I mean, I like all that stuff. Yeah. It's, um, I'd have to look up the really one I love of Vince Gill the most, but um, yeah. it's, it's called My Pretty Little Adriana. I sing it sometimes. It's like a random once-a-year request huh. from folks. So I looked it up. My daughter loves it. But um, I don't even know what key it's in at the moment. I haven't played it in months, but yeah. I don't know. I, uh... I love Lee Bryce. Okay. Rumor. This is always a favorite. Girl, you know I've known you forever. How many nights have we got together? Two little crowd, little ball, little town around that soul dance floor. I both laugh and tap me on my shoulder. Get a move like y'all get any closer Wanna know what's up when I still holding you Even when the song is over There's a rumor going around About me and you Stirring up a little town Last week or two 
make it true And I realized somewhere along when playing that that it goes with a Luke Bryan song, so I'll always go, Last Friday night, underneath the stars, could have seen her smile, and I broke out that guitar, and she was like, oh my God, this is my song, I've been listening to the radio. Anyways, let's play it again, and it, it like, the kids love it, oh, and I'll switch nice. it. And I like that connection, because... The Lee Bryce song is like my favorite song. It really is one of my all-time favorite songs. So play it again, play it again, play it again. And then I'll mix them up. Yeah. And a couple nights after mixing those two, I even went into what I did earlier, um, You Should Probably Leave, yeah. by Chris Stapleton. They all kind of mesh. And so I tell a story between them. You know, play it again, play it again. And be honest, girl, now do you want to do this or not? So I'm singing the... Lee Bryce song at the end of the spot I sung, you know, the, they're on the tailgate and she said, play it again. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like mixing all these stories. I don't know. I get bored wow. between the songs. That's such a gift, man. Thanks, bro. <laughs> like, like it's just, I just heard it uh, years and years ago when I was over in Rosie's. It's right when Apologize came out and I was playing it all the time. You know, hold on. Holding on your own Got me ten feet off the ground And after I did the verse and the chorus I told the guy that was on the drums I was like, go into zombie Because it's the same What's in your head, in your head So he would do zombie And I would go, it's too late You know, on top of it So we did that over at uh, Rum Runners And the assistant manager, Charlie Armstrong He plays guitar so I'll play the keyboard, and I'll be like, it's too late to apologize. And he goes, what's in your head? <laughs> and then we'll drop the music and sing those choruses on top of each other. So I like to mash up a lot of that stuff. I was doing it, like, just naturally in Pensacola, but when you get to Nashville, everybody mixes all the songs. And it's really cool when you can sing both choruses at the same time. Yeah. So when I'm alone, though, I'll be like, it's too late to apologize. And the, the audience will go, what zomber, zomber, zomber. Anyways. Oh my god. That's just some of the other stuff I kinda do live to mix it up. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. Incredible. Um I can I give one last request sure. for you? Uh what is like um it playing it like a church or somewhere? Like what's like an old gospel hymn or something like that? What's What's one that you know or play well? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Believe. 
church <laughs> <laughs> what how incredible man yes, thank sir. you so much thank you, for man. coming how can um people that hear this and 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 they're like how have i not recognized like i, I need some of his mu- apple music spotify yes. do pendleton d-e-w pendleton apple youtube spotify i put out some new stuff on tiktok i've got an instagram that shows where i'm playing most of the time and then you know the facebook pages Okay. And I got a Twitter. I'm barely on that. But I do put some random stuff on Twitter musically. But mostly, you know, you can find my music across the board, what's out. I did take an album down. I've only got one whole album out right now with several singles. Uh, Catch Up Tomorrow is one of them. Might as well be me is one of them. Mm-hmm. But if you go to YouTube, I've got four pretty decent quality music videos uh, to support the last album that we did for four of the singles. One okay. of the songs is called Headache, one of my favorite songs I've ever wrote with another okay. dueling piano guy, Greg. And then um, I think right now I'm just trying to build up TikTok yeah. uh, while I'm not chasing little kids and ducks. <laughs> for sure, for <laughs> sure. If people want to support your – what if people want to have – if they're Gulf Coast area yeah. or – Lower Alabama, they want you for, like, private events or something like that? I, I play private events all over. It just okay. depends, you know, if you really want me to get there. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, North Dakota, Dakota, <laughs> they flew me up two years in a row to play their parties all week long. Okay. And um, so, honestly, it just depends. It's the best way to reach out on Instagram? Instagram, yeah. Okay. Totally. Instagram or Facebook, uh, the artist page on, you know, Messenger, it comes to me. I uh, I had an assistant. I've had a management team. I've had like twelve people working on my calendar sure. for the last release, but I had to let all of them go, and I've had to come back down and kind of humble myself sure. and just wait and work and grind and focus. Yeah. And I really think this year I'd love to be able to put this album out, and I'm recording some stuff at the end of the month too. Uh, it's some newer stuff. I'm gonna record it here and in Fort Walton send it up to Nashville, let them redo it a little bit and master it and add drums and things. And I'm just going to, the minute I have the okay, you know, excuse me, I'm going to just start dropping music. I yeah. think I'm going to release a single like once a month for the rest of the year. As soon as I get past this couple yeah, legal. legal issues, and they're almost wrapped up, I believe. Okay. So maybe March, maybe April. But if you go ahead and follow me on Spotify now, and you go ahead and like me on Apple Music and download my last album, yep. then you'll get an alert when my new music comes out. Nice. And um, I've got a bunch of live stuff on YouTube and a bunch of live stuff 
on TikTok and Instagram. Okay. And I do go live on Facebook Live even still now because a lot of my older fans are like still on Facebook mostly. Yeah. So it's much more interactive yeah. than TikTok is even now. So okay, you can find me everywhere. All right, you heard it. Do Pendleton. Yes, sir. Check them out. Support them. Um, if you guys want them for like a private event or something. I'm playing one today at the beach house on, at the golf club. I'm yeah. going to his private event yeah, today at the beach <laughs> beach house. <laughs> it's friends. You can go. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate I super you, brother. appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you, Joey. You got a gift. And you really Thanks, got man. a gift. Incredible. All right. Out. Yes, sir. Sweet.